Future Fit Tribe, before we start today's episode, if you are looking for more inspiration, visit my column on bizcommunity.com where I unpack the burning marketing issues that businesses face today. You can sign up for our Future Fit Masterclasses at booyah.co.za to build connected customer experiences and also check out our other cool services. Last but not least, don't forget to book your tickets to our regular FutureFit networking events aimed at helping you surf the tsunami of change. The events bring fresh perspectives with tour de force speakers and thought leaders as we debate, learn, inspire, connect. Tickets always sell fast, so book today. All the links you need appear in the show notes of the episode or on the website. Now on with today's show. And now from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. everybody welcome back to the future for tribe and it's always so good to have you with us today we are actually i'm continuing our wellness fit series with taryn pickup so we're going to talk about something very interesting which is popping like it's hot taking pills and what it means and the one thing I want to point out, one of my friends recently studied her MBA and she just had to get through her final papers and she was literally taking Ritalin in order for her to get through her studies just to stay awake at night. She literally slept two hours a night just before her final exams and so forth, which for me was very alarming that people have to go to that level to get through their studies and I actually watched a documentary specifically around that so today we're going to talk about pills everything from antidepressants and and what we take in order to improve our wellness and well-being and are they really that good for us so Taryn what was your your husband's pickup line to you oh there wasn't I normally say that he was the hardest pickup of my life oh I love that such a cool surname I love it pickup pickup yeah no, that's, it's interesting when you're trying to describe it on the phone because people go oh like pick it up I'm like no that's, that could be a municipality bin it's slightly different <laughs> what, what, what I love about it it sounds like you could be an environmentalist yeah so do you want to, can, I, can I tell you a funny story about nominative determinism yeah okay so when I started in the ad industry, because we know that I'm a marketer as well, I my surname was Pitches. Yeah. So I used to work with new business, often having to do pitches, <laughs> but without R for the business. So when the kind of news release went out on kind of a whole bunch of new senior hires for Joe Public at the time, they had Karen Pitches who was working on new business. Anyway, the journalists died. They were like, this is the most hilarious thing that they've seen. <laughs> I think, and then my surname changed to pick up when I got married. And then now I have a thing where whenever I meet people and they know that I do hypnotherapy, they always ask me, what am I picking up on? Uh, <laughs> my non <nonsense laughs> Are you into mediums? Are you into astrology? All of yeah, those no, things? Exactly. I kind of uh, feel like I, I have to follow my, follow my naming, you know? Very interesting. Okay. Right. So we're going to talk about pills. Tell me what is your perspective on it and give our audience a view on how this is impacting our wellness. Okay. So I think really where the basis of this conversation comes from is there's, there's a lot of things that guys are kind of into at the moment in terms of anything that kind of really gives them an effect. 
I know that we have very short discussions here, so we're obviously only kind of scratching the surface of that. So I think also if the audience can kind of just bear with us in terms of like how we have these conversations, because really what we're trying to do is give you kind of like a, a full format, excuse the pun, but we are really giving you a bite-sized introduction <laughs> to something to think about, right? Which is really there to help you consider or think twice perhaps about taking a tablet or a pill about something. I think, like we've mentioned before, stress and nutrition play a huge part of our lives and our well-being and the different various types of well-being, everything from spiritual to environmental, occupational, et cetera, et cetera. But I think, you know, what's very interesting and one thing I've noticed is also not yet, or it may not be something in the bounds within South Africa, but, you know, in America, when they advertise polls on TV, they have to give you the side effects within those adverts. Mm. We don't tend to do that, which is interesting because if you hear the, the post-amble on an advert about how there are like 99% side effects of taking this, but hey, it'll really help you sleep at night, you almost kind of like double take it and you kind yeah. of like, okay, wow, was that really worth it? <laughs> but yeah, so this comes off the back of, there's a brilliant documentary that's on Netflix at the moment, which is called Take Your Pull. It's obviously it's an American documentary. Um, but it does explore the positives and the negative effects of what the Americans use is typically Adderall, what we also know as other stimulants called Ritalin, and kind of how people are taking these in terms of dealing with the pressures mm. and how these type of stimulants either help them to stay ahead at work and at school, and what are the kind of positives and the negatives doing these kind of things, and at what cost does that come to us as human beings in terms of our body, our well-being, and our mental state. I think it's interesting to talk about things like Adderall and Ritalin. Adderall is a methamphetamine, which is basically, let me break this down for you in very layman terms, so bear with me here. I'm not quite the chemist. Um, <laughs> methamphetamines is basically feed, which is basically the same as crystal meth, but obviously synthesized in a lab, which is meant to help create stimulants for your brain, but that's ultimately what you're doing. So sure. with that as a view, you kind of go, okay, now we're putting that into the body. And it works. I think there's an awareness in terms of what we need to put into our bodies. The statistics are quite interesting when you watch the documentary. They often talk about how adults are prescribed or actually taking Ziflin and Adderall more than children are. And what's interesting is that, you know, these these pills or drugs are typically prescribed for children and what people don't realize is as well that your chemistry changes in your brain so the effects that it should have on a child and you take as an adult are not in the same which means often you'll find that older children have very horrendous side effects with these kind of pills but yet people using stimulants to stay ahead of work and to stay ahead of school. And when I say school, I mean kind of on a university level because of the pressure that comes in terms of the studying and having to pull all-nighters and knowing that you can still operate at 100% and achieve. Uh, the question comes down to, is that a societal function? Have we created that? Has education created that? Have parents created that? And, you know, on the converse of this as well is that, yes, these are very important kind of drugs to take for people who really do have problems within this area and do have serious chemistry issues. So not to square them all off, I think I think that the crux comes in is when people are using them from a performance and from a simulation point of view, often athletes. Yeah, I mean, it's an, it, it's an interesting one to understand what you're putting in your body 
you know, after after you look at the stimulants, you know, Ritalin to keep you focused if you're having a really bad paperwork day or if you're a portfolio manager and you're an investment banker, you know, I don't know, maybe part of the culture, maybe not. I mean, I think our audience can have an input in terms of their experience with it if they, if they know how people are using it around them. But, you know, apart from that as a stimulant, also opioids. So severe painkillers, using chronic painkillers to deal with things and how that escalates. And as we know, the, the chemistry basis for opioids are basically heroin. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Big conversations and, around that topic at the yeah, moment. Yeah. And, and I think it, and it scales because you remember that your body is going to get used to it from a chemistry point of view, which means when you've taken too many neurofen, you may have to take something slightly stronger and then you're basically up on a tramaset in about 15 years time because sorry the neurofen's not really cutting it mm. and just I think the ease at which people take tablets and and it's there medicine exists for a reason and I don't denounce it in any way I'm not kind of like absolutely not I think there needs to just be a consciousness around kind of your well-being when you do those kind of things and it's been provided for us because it's convenient Instead of taking, you know, maybe drinking your eight glasses of water, making sure you're not getting dehydrated to get your headache, sure, it's much easier to take a tablet for a headache, to take some paracetamol. And yes, there is a convenience factor in that. And yes, I recognize that. And I think it's when the lines start happening that people are constantly taking tablets for one thing or another to try and balance themselves out Mm. and how that kind of quickly escalates. It's quite interesting, you know, what what you're mentioning here. On the flip side, what scares me is how easily doctors prescribe this medicine rather than you going and um, sorting out your chemical balance within your body, whether it's antidepressants, whether it's painkillers. The thing is, you always need to get to the bottom of what's going on. You know, we know a lot of people out there that's been sexually abused in their lives and then later in life become depressed. Popping pills is not the answer to that. Dealing with the problem is maybe going to be the answer. If you can't deal with your workload, there's questions that you need to ask yourself and you need to to see, are you managing your time well or is there unrealistic expectations of you and that needs to be addressed? Because if nobody speaks up, you know, we're not going to resolve any of these issues. What really concerns me, what, what you're telling me, and I do know this happens in South Africa, Africa as well, is that you do get doctors that don't question anything. And one has to ask the question is, you know, yes, they do a a series of questions like diagnosing you and then asking you, are you feeling this? Are you feeling that? And then they they say, okay, right, here's a six-month prescription for Ritalin because you've done your research because you're a connected consumer or individual. So you, all you had to do is just say, what is the symptoms that a person has that needs to use Ritalin? You lie to the doctors and the doctors just writes out a prescription. Surely there needs to be some sort of ethics and responsibility, proper testing. I don't know. Like what is your view on this? Yeah. So I think this is also a discussion that we've had with different people. I think you get good practitioners and you get, mediocre practitioners, I think that is indicative of any business, you know, whether it's a marketer or, you know, any engineer, call it what you will. I think that is the dynamic in which we live. 
you know, I think it's, it's up to the consumer or it's up to the client or patient to decide, does something disrupt? Does this make sense? It sounds horrible. And without sounding too gung-ho, but take it from where it comes from, which is basically just because they wear a white coat and they're someone that's in an authority figure doesn't mean they're right. I think one has to be very aware of the role that big pharma plays. They do have an agenda. It is a business for them at the end of the day. The pools are there from a marketing point of view, what can be dished out and who they dish out to what practitioners. They're all vying for the kind of attention and for market share. So keep that in mind. Big Pharma is a business um, <laughs> and they do have an agenda. They might not have an agenda to, I don't know, save the trees and have hemp clothing, perhaps like other brands that people follow, but <laughs> there is an agenda. So, yes, and like I said, you get, I suppose you get good and you get mediocre practitioners and I think it's for you to use your wherewithal as a consumer and a, and a client to go, does that really make sense? And yes, have I had experiences where I've had colleagues or peers go to a doctor to say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling like 100%. I don't know if it's depression. I've kind of Dr. Googled this. kind of look like I have the symptoms. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just put you on some antidepressants. And then what? Where are the tools? Where, where does the rest of it come in? Because now you're dealing with something that could be an underlying emotional issue, which you have not treated chemically. And then what happens when you come off those tools? Then what happens? So where are the tools for you to be able to cope with things like that in order to get through life? So that's where I start having the problem to say, okay, but what are you supplementing that with? Are you supplementing that with a talk therapy? Are you seeing a hypnotherapist? Are you going to a CBT consultant? Whatever, something, choose it, anything. Because you have to be aware of the fact that you can't just take a tablet. And what I don't know, which I'd be very interested to know because, I mean, these are pertinent discussions, is that I, you know, it's the chicken or the egg syndrome, especially with something like antidepressants and depression is, you know, it's generally a case of low serotonin. So maybe I'm maybe you're thinking about it too simplistically, but it also it's also to say, well, do people do blood tests to understand that, then diagnose you? Or is your emotional state a symptom of creating low serotonin, or is your low serotonin creating your depressed emotional state? So it's a chicken and an egg syndrome. I mean be happy for someone to clarify that for me but those are the kind of thoughts that I have um, you know and it's kind of like for me the logic is flawed but I don't know yeah if I go to a doctor and I say I'm feeling slightly off today and they go I'll just I'll prescribe you some antidepressants and when you are a sound state of mind go and see someone to talk about it mm, my brain mm. cracks I I, to I I totally agree with you. And I think it's al almost like this whole thing, like, as you say, it's become socially acceptable. So, you know, I'm not, my mental state, I'm not feeling well, you know, I'm just going to pop this pill, et cetera. I want to tell you a very interesting story. Many, 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 many years ago, one of our friends, she was known for being on antidepressants and she went to church and she started going there and they told her that taking the pills is not a godly thing to do because she doesn't put her trust in God. 
and she tried to commit suicide twice after she went off the pills. Now, there's two issues here which you've addressed. The first one is, you know, if you have a problem, are you given the tools to to deal with the problem? Or is it just medication to to fix the mental state and the chemical imbalance? So, you know, it's such a dangerous game to play because once you become reliant on these these tablets, you don't have the tools in order to manage it. And and I mean, we have to have start having these open conversations. You know, Barry Hilton was on the show the other day and he was very blatant and honest to say that he had to check into a mental institution because of depression. And we need to stop making it a dirty mm-hmm. word mm-hmm. and that people can actually start dealing with these problems the right way rather than just popping mm-hmm. pills. Absolutely. And I think also mental health and mental health wellness is becoming one of the more increasing kind of leading issues of the decade that's going to be coming. So depression is something that's definitely part of kind of some of the top diseases. So just interestingly, from a stats point of view, according to the World Health Organization, by 2030, cigarettes will kill about 50% more people than it currently does. The leading cause of debilitating illnesses include AIDS, HIV, AIDS, depression, heart attacks, diabetes, to name a few. But interestingly enough, amongst all those physical are mental health, depression. Cyberbullying is a very real aspect. I think more children have anxiety as well. Anxiety is also a very big aspect of kind of what people are dealing with these days. And I think here's the err. The err is anxiety is not an unusual emotion to have. And what you need to be aware of those around those emotions is to say, when does it overtake my life? When it overtakes your life, then it's a, it's a time to check yourself. How do I get tools? Who do I need to speak to in order to create balance for myself, in order to be well-being? 100%. For, for all our audiences, if you want to ask more questions below in the show notes, you'll see Taryn's information if you would like to, you know, pick her brain mind the pun, pick up. <laughs> if you want to pick her brain on the conversation and just take it further. But also, I think in, in closing of today's topic, I think it's important in order to be wellness fit is check the label. What are you putting into your body? Especially when, you, when you're medicating, is it self-medicating? Is it really the right option for you? Go and check out what's the root causes. And if you're on this medication, what are the necessary steps that you are taking in order to improve your own well-being? At the end of the day, we all want to have fulfilled lives and be more present. And pills is not necessarily the answers to everything. I'm not saying for those that really need to be on them, not that they shouldn't, but just make sure that you don't do self-diagnosis and that a proper diagnosis process is followed in order for you to have a better well-being. Anyway, guys, um, thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to the next episode, which is all about talking about food, which is an actual fact better medicine for us to take so thank you so much Taryn and we'll um, chat soon to our amazing audiences around the world thank you so much for your ongoing support please take a moment to review and rate your favorite episodes which will help others find us you mean the world to me and I thank you for being part of my journey to get people future fit bye-bye You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show. 
another Solid Gold podcast. For show notes and more episodes, visit solidgoldstudios.co.za slash Carmen Murray.